Hey everybody, this is Glenn and Jessica. You're listening to the Tea Podcast, the show that talks about everyday life, challenges, opportunities, and blessings for people who love some tea. You want to introduce? You know, you know, this is how we do it. You know, um, we show up and we and we we get right into it. Like I was telling you, man, um, the T podcast. I honestly think that we're we're getting more followers, Mike. We're getting okay. more followers, and I'll tell you why. It's just because the guests we've had on here have been um, just like amazing and with their stories and testimonials. But we just come straight from the heart, man. So it's it's a privilege and an honor today. To introduce my brother, CEO of Walk On Me Flooring and Ballard Interiors. You guys are going to hear more about that. Mr. Mike Ballard! <sighs> That's me. That's Mike. Mike, Mike. <laughs> my old self up. Look, look. Oh, there we go. We got it. Give him some. Yeah, man. Uh, tell, us, tell us about Mike Ballard. Who is Mike Ballard in the house today? Mike Ballard. By day, I'm a CEO. By night, I'm a crime fighter. No, I'm just joking. Ooh, ooh, speak on that. <laughs> no, so uh, Mike Ballard, I'm originally from Detroit. I moved out to Arizona. Really, the story of how I moved out here, my parents, I wasn't even coming out to Arizona. My parents uh, moved out here in 96. And the day before they were supposed to leave, I totaled my car. Looking at the car wash to try to get my car washed. And not paying attention, and I crashed. Like, totally, it was done. Mm. And I didn't want to be in Detroit with no car. So I ended up coming to Arizona with them in 96. I ain't like it. So I went back in 97. Then I came back in 98, didn't like it. Then went back in 99 and came back in 2000. And by that time, family, friends, I mean, not friends, cousins, brother, aunties, uncles, was out here. So then I was like, well, let me try to make it work. Now I love it. I'm, I'm third time was a charm. Third time, third was, time a charm. was a charm. Sometimes it takes three times to make it happen. Well, man, I I um I want to take this discussion. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about race today, um and and prosperity and what we're supposed to do with prosperity. So, Let's get it. Yeah, man. Uh, hey, you know, it, but I I gotta go way back. I gotta go way back now. Go ahead. I want to give my age, but you know, how, do you remember how we became acquainted? Did, yes, did, our sons. Yeah, they went to the same school. And they was playing basketball, and um, uh, actually, Andreas said, told you, hey, I got a friend in school that plays basketball. Mm-hmm. And then Mike said, hey, I got a friend in school that plays basketball, and that's how we met. Yeah, but you, 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 you're being real nice. Mike, Mike, <laughs> your son was kicking my son's tail on the court. <laughs> And my son came home and was like, yo, dad, there's this, this kid that's, that's vicious on the floor. And at that time, we were building a club team. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, I think I think I wrote little Mike a note. And I, and, and I said, give, you know, make sure Andres, tell him to give it to his dad. And we ended up on the playground. What did the uh, note say? It was like, we're starting a club team. And, oh, and, and, I thought it was like, meet me at the playground. So, you know, what's crazy, man, and what's so what's so easy about these interviews is that, um, you know, we, we know each other. Yes. Right? But I, I definitely had to, like, let our audience and, and listeners know that 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 history yeah. because ever since now I'll show up and 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 I'll I'll be like who does who this man in my house I know there ain't but one man in this house and I'll see your son coming around the corner with his shirt off I'm like man go put a shirt on so it's been real cool it's been yeah. real cool that's dope yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, first of all, man, I'm, I want to jump into before we, we talk a lot about business on this show and, and whatnot, but being a black entrepreneur um, and and the struggles sometimes associated with that or or mis, misconceptions mm-hmm. of, of being a black entrepreneur and there being struggles. Can you talk to us about, you know, that journey and what it's looked like? What well, I mean, I guess my the first thing for me is what is a struggle? You know, every entrepreneur goes through struggle. Mm-hmm. So struggle, what does struggle look like for you is maybe different for a struggle like that to me. But sometimes people try to categorize a struggle and say, I'm struggling because of these people over here won't give me an opportunity. So right there, that's that's just a false narrative mm-hmm. because nobody is supposed to give you anything. You got to go true. take it. That's true. Absolutely. You got to go get it. Absolutely. So me being a black man from Detroit, and, and I'm dark skinned for those that don't know me. So that I, in in society world, I'm not even supposed to be where I am mm-hmm. because of my color. If you if if you listen to other black folks, because right. the white man is stereotypes to yeah. go hold you back and you can't do it and yeah. all this and all that. But that's a lie from the pit of hell. That's just an excuse because you don't want to do what it takes to be successful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So there's no there's no it's the it's regular struggle, you know. It's sacrifice. Yeah. Is when I first started. So I own two companies. I own a flooring company, which I started in 2013, mm-hmm. and then I got my GC license a year ago. And now I have the Ballard Interior, so I do all interior, kitchen remodels, bathroom remodels, paint, anything inside. We do it. Mm-hmm. This process wasn't an easy process. I have one of my mentors tell me, "Hey, if you want to be, you want to make money and support and support your family, get into flooring." That's all he told me. I did everything else. Mm-hmm. So there was nobody holding me back. Somebody gave me some advice, and I ran with it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I was one out of 50 people he probably told that actually ran with it. I went and worked for a company because I didn't know nothing about flooring. I went and worked for a company for six months, one of the biggest flooring companies out here, learned enough about the business, and then four months later, I went and got my license and started my own company at the end of the year. Wow. Did my first job in November. It's amazing. Yeah. But... I could have said, oh, somebody trying to hold me back and this, that, and this. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the case. The problem is people don't want to do what it takes. I had to go work for somebody to learn a business. Right. Yeah. So when people say, you know, sometimes sometimes people want to, I like to call it cutting in line. Right. They want to be where I am, but they don't want to do the steps I took to get here. Yeah. They want to, they want to cut the line and be here. No, you can't cut. I call it the microwave mentality. Mm, like, let's, just, let's just put it in the microwave. And, yeah. and, and I want to open up group homes. I want to do this. But I want to piggyback on that because I, I do believe that racism does exist. So how do, how, do we, how do we like fight that? How do we fight against that and make a difference and not become the, the microwave mentality or what was, what was the, what did you just uh, say it was? Cutting line. Cutting, cutting in line. line. How do we fight racism when we come when, when it's actually this is, real. this is the thing man it's always going to be racism that's mm-hmm. just what that's the reality of it i don't think we ever going to be on this planet and mm-hmm. somebody else is not going to like somebody else for the True. skin color yeah. for their sexuality mm-hmm. it's always going to be something right mm-hmm. but it's all about how you deal with it it's all mental right. yeah so it's racism but i don't pay attention to it it's like Unless, people get stuck in the victim that's how, mentality. Yeah, that's how they get stuck in the victim mentality. So, yeah, yeah is racism out here? Have I experienced it? Probably have, but I didn't let it get to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't let it stop me. I go into people's houses all the time. Mm. They're writing me checks, 10000 20000 50000 I did a $100,000 deal. I'm a black man from Detroit. Yeah. And they trust you. And they trust me. 
And, and the people that don't trust me, I don't do. I don't go in the house. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm not. That's a hurdle, or mm-hmm. that's something that prevents people from moving forward. Oh, it's racism. Um, this, that, and this. No, I'm this. I'm black. I'm, I'm Mexican. Oh, I can't do. No, man. That's just an excuse. I believe that's true, man. Yeah, that's I believe true. it's true. What do you, What do you think, Jessica? Yeah, I, think, I. Yeah, I think it's it's amazing because. I, I kind of want to hear your perspective. Did you do your any of this business prior to like in Detroit? Like, how was your no? Like, so so we know obviously Arizona is a very red state, mm-hmm. right? Does does like moving from Detroit here did that change at all? Like, did you ever ever have any thoughts of like, ooh, Arizona's kind of scary with my business or no? No, because so this is my fifteenth business. Mm-hmm. So when I first moved to Arizona. I had people saying, oh, man, you're going to move to a place they don't even celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday? Yeah. So automatically I came in with a negative mindset, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And then coming from Detroit was predominantly black Mm -hmm. to Arizona where when I first moved out here, I didn't see a black person for like weeks. (laughs) So it was more of a culture shock than anything. Yes. But because of who I am and my hustle and my grind, once I really settled down and said I'm going to stay here, I was doing, you know, let me start this business. Let me do this. Let me do that. Nobody ever uh, stopped me mm-hmm. or prevented me from being great. Yeah. Only person I could do that is you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, once I once I realized Arizona wasn't as bad as people was telling me to be, telling me it was. Right. I was like, I had I had to change my own mentality, my mindset. Man, I'm glad you said mentality yeah. because I think, first of all, I think how we combat racism is by having a conversation. Yes. Too many people don't want to sit back and talk about, you know, this is out here, mm-hmm. okay? But how do we combat it? And I think the first thing is is a conversation. Mm-hmm. But you just used the word mentality. And I think a lot of times, racism comes from a small town mentality. Yep. And you're coming from Detroit, and maybe you, you had a certain perception of Arizona, and you get here and you find out, wait a minute, maybe that's not true. So mm-hmm. changing our mentality yeah. Is 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 a big big thing too. Big right? thing, yeah. Would you say? Because racism goes every anybody could be racist. You know what I'm saying? But we always try to look at it as this race against this race, the white man against the black man, mm-hmm. the Mexican. You know, that seems to be the narrative. Mm-hmm. But um it starts by being, I would say, representing who I am on the level that I represent it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I go into people's houses, I'm not Hey, what's up? My yeah, pants are not sagging. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not. I'm, I'm very professional. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm professional. So a lot of times people want to be, they want to be in corporate America or they want to be uh, in business, but they don't want to be professional in yeah. their business. Yeah. Right. So Agreed. I want to go and sell somebody a $50,000 kitchen remodel. Mm-hmm. My pants sagging. I'm saying, what up, though? What's popping? What's good? Mm-hmm. Right. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, I'm going to get my guy through. I want to act like that. And then when they don't give me the job, then I want to run back and tell them they're being racist. You use the race right. card for right. it. Right. want to use the race card. want to use yep. the race yeah. card. Mm-hmm. And that's no matter what you win, you still have to be professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care what color you are. Absolutely. Yeah. It's professionalism that goes with respect. People respect you. Mm-hmm. And people want to listen to you when you're professional. Yep. Right. Stop using the race car because you want to act whatever way you want to act yep. and you can't get to where you're trying to go. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you want to act like that, then you might want to be a rapper or something. Right. right. That's the lane you want to be in. Yeah. But if you want to come over here, 
or you want to do group homes, it's a certain way you got to talk to people. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a certain way you got to deal with people on this level. Right. You can't just deal with them any way you want to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And that's I, what it comes I think, down to. I don't think I've ever been on our podcast and not made a reference back to David Goggins. <laughs> but, but when I hear you speak, I love it because it's like this. You know, David says, uh, if someone calls you dumb, it's probably rude, but you're probably, you're probably dumb. And if you don't make changes mm-hmm. and, and you think that you're going to progress, you know, it's not going to happen. So you have to educate yourself to yeah. what you're doing and you have to be professional and you have to stop playing the victim mentality. Yeah. But but I got to be honest, because on the T, we mm-hmm. don't we don't keep we don't come fake. I got to I got to be honest. I, I, I've been racist towards others. Yeah, I've 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 not been always the person that I was called to be. And, I'll, and one of the main things I'll, I'll reference is 9-11. When 9-11 happened, and I fly around, and a lot of people know I referee basketball, I was, it was the media and anybody that was from a uh, the Middle East, mm-hmm. it, or if they had a turban on, or if, if they looked like someone from the Taliban or Al-Qaeda, I would, I would have this... Uh, sense of nervousness about me mm-hmm. and I found myself starting to judge people mm-hmm. and it was it was really brought on by you know the media, the media. And what you kept hearing because mm-hmm. yeah. what you put in your ear gates subconsciously yeah. it becomes a part of you mm-hmm. so right. that's what's happened so just think of somebody that's young like how are you six years old seven years old and you're already racist right. it's because of what their parents were teaching exactly. them so the media is part of that that that's why I said it was always going to be it's always going to be racism because the media is always going to flip it mm-hmm. and make it look this way when it's not. They sell it. They sell they because that sells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Negativity sells. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. the media and then you hear it over and over and repetitive. over. It's repetitive. Yeah. That's how you remember stuff anyway. So without you realizing, your subconscious is just responding to what you've been digesting, right. what you've been yeah. hearing. Yeah. So you act that out. That's why when I get up in the morning, I do morning affirmations. I say you're great. I say you're handsome. I yeah. say you're an amazing businessman. You're an amazing father. Right. You're an amazing husband. Why do I say that? Because I have to make sure my subconscious walk yeah. in that thing. Right. Because my body don't know right. if I'm struggling. Right. Your body don't know if you're broke right. or if you're rich. Right. It's all mental. Right. Your mind don't know if you broke or you're rich. Right. It's all mental. So if I move on the level that I want to excel to, then that's how I move. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I, that's that's real I deep, really, listeners. I hope you guys caught that because yeah. we gotta guard our, our eye gates, ear gates, mouth gates yeah. because what yeah. we see, what we listen to, what we speak. And sometimes it's hard into our subconscious. So you have to you have to go out. When I say you have to flush it out. Yeah. And that's why the morning affirmation works. I so something like uh, the whole Taliban and all them things, you have to purposely in your head and say, I'm not going to act any way different towards them. Absolutely. You have to tell yourself that yep. because subconsciously you are already thinking, doing it, thinking yes, about it without true. even thinking about it. You just respond off of what's already been embedded in your system, in your that's spirit. True. Yeah, I like that. And I'm going to go back back a little bit because I like how you said, you know, um, that's like the rapper style, like the, the way, you know, mm-hmm. the wording and stuff. And it's so important for our kids that are listening to this um, certain type of music that they grow up trying to be like that. I know mm-hmm. we had someone, um, Larry Smith was on our podcast last time and he goes, 50 Cent, you know, would get mad at people when they try to recreate his music because they didn't get shut up five times. They right. didn't go 
to the hood and do all this. Why are we letting all of this change the mentality of these young kids to try and be like that? Like how you like you said, they can be business owners and entrepreneurs and do what they can, but it starts all in the mind. And, but it goes back to what I was saying. That's all they see. Right. Yeah. That's all they hear. Right. So why in the uh, African-American community, everybody want to be to be a rapper or do mm-hmm. sports? That's all they know. That's, That's all, all they see. see. That's all they see. They don't see successful brothers like us. Exactly. Right. On a regular basis, they might pass us or and might hear do, about it's us. Like, oh, they got help from this person, yeah. this person, and then, this person. And then this, this, is what I, this is what I hate the most, too. You can't be successful on your own. Mm, yeah. Like, for, for me to be a successful GC, um, interior designer, well, design houses, general contractor, mm-hmm. somebody always think something negative about me right that's the that's you know oh he couldn't have got there unless he's scamming people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right he's getting over on people like right. you couldn't have got the seven group homes unless you scammed somebody right or you cheated the system True. it can't be because you worked your ass off mm-hmm. and you get up i get up at five o'clock in the morning now you know you get up super early and do your just running thirty thousand miles you know what i'm saying <laughs> It takes right. dedication and commitment right. to do that stuff. Yeah. We don't get that. Mm-hmm. We get, oh, bruh. you're scamming somebody. Bruh, bruh, bruh. So that's the, that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And that just comes with the territory. As a black man, people are going to always think you're doing something scamming in order mm-hmm. for you to reach the level of success that we, have, we are reaching. So true. And we break that by being articulate. Uh, being being professional, I was sitting down with some of my neighbors, some of my white neighbors, and we're going to have congressmen in the future, coming real soon, Democratic Congressman uh, Ramos um, on the show. And I'm not going to talk politics. I don't. You don't know what I am. But Ramos came to the door and he knocked and he spoke. And I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. But Mr. Ramos asked me, could he put his uh, sign here in, 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 in our yard? And I said, absolutely. My neighbors probably freaked out. <laughs> Instead of like, oh, he's a Democrat? You know, or, you don't know what I am. Right. But because the way he treated me, mm-hmm. and because he was professional, and because he told me his initiatives, if he got elected in the office, could he put his sign in my front yard? And so many times I was telling my neighbor that came over yesterday, and they're white, and we're sitting there, and I said, you know, I probably have the neighborhood in an uproar, but all they have to do if they really want to know something about me is come talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think I think you know we do get labeled as the drug dealers, the drug traffickers, or mm-hmm. the rappers, or the professional athletes. How come we can't just be entrepreneurs? So I remember Truth. I bought my wife. Um, I got her a Porsche Panamera, and I remember um, we went to like a birthday party, and a young lady she was there with her husband. And her husband said, oh, he must be a drug dealer. Mm. Like, yeah. I was labeled a drug dealer because I had a nice, a nice car. car yeah. yeah. It wasn't oh. that, oh, he worked his ass off. It wasn't that for the first year, I got up at 4 o'clock and went to bed at 1 o'clock mm. for a year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Almost every day. It wasn't that. It was, he's a drug dealer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm, I'm so proud of you because, it, you know, our listeners don't know this, but maybe you could speak on it because it gives me... It gives me great pleasure to see your success and see where you've come because, you know, I would hope that Powerhouse has planted a little bit of a seed in your life mm-hmm. because this 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 young man has worked for me at one point. Mm-hmm. You guys, your listeners, you need to hear this. And maybe you could speak on that because, man, it don't matter where you start. And I've never, our friendship has stayed the same. I never got mad when you left. 
I, I saw you blow up and I was your biggest cheerleader. You, you know, know what? So uh, can you, you speak on that, man? Because sometimes you, people get in companies and they think they get territorial. They're like, oh, Mike left here. I'm not letting him leave and I hope he fall on his head. Yeah, I mean, true. I'm like cheering. This dude is crushing it. I'm telling you. Man, you know, on, one, man, thing for sure, one thing for certain, two things for sure is you my guy no matter what. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because at my lowest, at, when I struggled, you gave me work. You know what I'm saying? You was there. You looked out for me. You, you shoot. You took care of my son. That's the points uh, in in his life. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you always been a hundred with me, man. So whatever you need, I'm always be there for you. So going back to the story, I was working. I was working nights for you. I worked some days for you. Like I was working, and um, that's what I had to do. And at that time, I was working for you and doing another. I was working two jobs. Um, and you always, and I'd be like, hey, bro, I think this is my last one. I always gave you notice. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> you do. But, I but, think it's important for those to hear that. And, 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 sometimes and, and, and they can't, to. they can't see, they can't see what I see. Cause yeah. you know, my listeners aren't on your platform and, and matter of fact, why don't you, let, let's give Ballard Interiors a shout out. Huh? Ballard, it, Ballard Interiors, at Ballard Interiors on Instagram, at Ballard Interiors on Facebook. Uh, walk on me flooring at walk on me flooring on Instagram at walk on me flooring AZ on Facebook www.walkonmeflooring.com www.ballotinteriors.com he's killing it he's crushing it and and again I say it and, I, and thank you for the kind words but I, I didn't need that I just want our listeners to know it's not where you start yeah. it's where you finish it's where you finish you know mm-hmm. but it's good you know what what I will say is it's good to have um Mentors, I consider you a mentor. Yeah, it's so. good to see people win. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and I've saw you win. I saw your ups. I saw your downs. I saw your ups. You know what I'm saying? I saw where you, where you. When I came on, I seen where you was at. I seen what you built. So I was like, man, if he can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Just because I was in a place where I worked for you at a time, I always in the back of my head knew I was going to have. I was gonna do my own, mm-hmm. and seeing yeah. you succeed, I was like, oh yeah. I remember I used to go to your crib, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a crib like this one day. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have a pool like this one day. And it was, it was motivation. It wasn't jealousy. It wasn't nothing. It was just yeah. motivation. Like man, if he can do it, I, like I can, I can do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. And this is a brother that that speaks black English, ebonics. I know how to change it and yeah. flip it. I mean, all this is real stuff. Like if I'm with my boys, I I don't have to be, you know politically correct all the time and I always hire smart people yeah. these girls will be like what, what you say that ain't how you're supposed to say that you know but but again if I can do it this is a brother that yeah I have a master's degree and I work my tail off of that but school was never easy for me mm-hmm. it was hard it was hard so if I can do it anyone can do it and I appreciate that because we need to that's why when I post stuff on Facebook or Instagram it ain't for no one else it's for me but if you, I want you to be inspired by it. Yeah, I want you to know thing. that you can run 25 miles or you can own your own business or create companies. Yeah. And anyone can do it with a little anyone hard work. Anyone can do it, man. People don't yeah. want to do the work. Yeah. That's really the what it comes down to. They, yeah. they don't they want to cut in line. They want to cut. Yeah. So, so I know the girls have had some experiences with, with racism. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, recently, you, you yeah. had an incident just this past yeah. weekend. So, yeah, we what just wanted that? to, like, dive into discussions about, like, what, we, what we've experienced because Arizona is Arizona and it will always be Arizona. It's just very traditional, very conservative. And hopefully moving forward, you know, we become a little bit more open-minded. 
But um, I, I went to uh, this this bar saloon with a couple of my classmates. And none of them told me anything about it. I kind of was just like, oh, yeah, you know, sure. I'll, I'll go hang out with you guys. I'm here to have a husband. So I brought him along. And I was like, hey, let's just, let's just go hang. Let's see what this is all about. They made a big, huge deal about it. You know, they got bull riding, great food, great everything. And then we're like, sure, I didn't do too much research on it. And I probably should have. And then I went on the Facebook on the way there. It's in Cave Creek. So on the way there... I went on the Facebook page and they're like, oh, you know, we're gonna, the, this is where the parade for um, Trump Pence is going to start. And I'm like, oh, it's, it probably just started there. This has nothing to do with it. And um, to me, and I, I say Trump because to me, I do have a, a very strong political side towards that that I won't go into much. But we're going to have a show on that. We'll, well, we'll do that, that later. Yeah, we'll have a show but, um, you know, showing up to this place, you know, me and my husband, you know, I was the only person of color and i'm brown i'm hispanic mm-hmm. there my husband's on the lighter skin so as soon as we entered it just just i could feel the tension i all the eye like there's people on the dance floor everybody turned everybody turned i wasn't wearing anything outrageous i was wearing a black t-shirt or like a black you know shirt my denim jeans and cow- cowboy boots and a belt my hair was down no excessive makeup he was wearing his regular shirt and we just we just walked in and as soon as we walked in i literally felt like everybody everybody and i'm not exaggerating because everybody did like a head turn mm-hmm. and i'm like in my head oh okay they haven't seen people like me in this area or mm-hmm. they, am i do i have something it's, it just, i just felt very uncomfortable right. And I didn't want to label it as racist because I don't want to play the, the racist victim card. But just throughout the whole night, like I was just un- uneasy because I was the only person there that was Hispanic or of any other you know, race besides white. And every time our waiter came over, she kind of just like, you know, looked and talked to the other girls and like got their orders. And I was just like, I'm hungry, too. Like, <laughs> hey, feed me, whatever. So I just I just thought it was interesting that, you know, 2022 september of 2022 just going to a whole different little city in arizona like this experiences are still happening mm-hmm. and yeah, it's like, and it's crazy so what would you what would you say to jessica and when you've experienced those encounters because i i haven't had a chance to unpack that so this yet. is this is the thing i think that could go anywhere so if you was in detroit and you went into an all-black bar mm. reverse racism it'd be, it'd be the same thing right they'd be like what are you doing here right that's true. right you know what right. i'm saying so that's what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. it's 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 what you do with it it's what you do with yeah. it yeah so yeah. for me i'm just never going back there right? you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah that's that's i was like i was the one and done but that's what i'm saying that could happen to anybody mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying whether you black bright or white you can go to you can be someplace here yeah. and it's the majority Black or I can be I'm me being black I can go to a Hispanic bar, and they'll give me the look like yeah. what you doing here brother yeah you know what I'm saying like, what's, what's going on say it in español buenos dias hey everybody <laughs> and then I feel some type of way yeah right so true. it's 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 I like what Edith said though it's like what you do with it what, what you do, do you with, it? with it you know and and really what you do with it is say I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't let it weigh on me yeah but I'd just be like I'm just never going back there again. Well, yeah. well, what about your neighbor? Because I think uh, uh, Edith is going to share an experience. But I had my neighbor. He was pissed off when I moved to our house. And we're building a pool. And, and all our trucks were coming in on, oh, yeah, on, on yeah. the backside of the gate. And we were the big trucks were 
backing up into his driveway, which was asphalt. Mm-hmm. And and the contractors or the, the, the construction guys were like, well, it's not going to hurt it. We, you know, we'll be able to back up in his driveway and then pull into your yard. Well, long story short, he was hot. He was pissed. I hear one day, bro, 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 I thought I told you about the trucks. Stop having the trucks back up in my yard. Well, a few days later, his boys, and we've never shared, you know, any pleasantries to, at that point, and uh-huh. didn't even exchange names. Uh, and the next day, couple days later, his kids are hanging over the wall. And they're like, Jamal! Jamal! They're calling me Jamal. Jamal, can we come play? Can we come play on your basketball court? And I'm like, when did I ever say my name was Jamal? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, again, I know, and it's going back to Edith's point. What did I do with that? Mm. I found out that he liked beer. And I took him a case of beer. Yeah. And I was like, hey, bro, you know, I'm just trying to develop my property. Your boys are more than welcome to come over and play. Next few days, these dudes are riding dirt bikes and jumping wheelies and playing on the court and leaving all the balls all yeah. over the place. I'm having to go clean up. But it, what did I do with it? Mm-hmm. I made it to where I could have played, you know, the victim. Yeah. I could have done that. But I took the initiative to go open up. Because uh, maybe that was his only introduction to a, mm-hmm. a, a black man exactly. in his neighborhood. That's true. And what I did, what it was to say, man, this brother's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, you to see down the road, yeah. he will think I'm pretty cool. I know you had one. Did you want to share your experience? Uh, the Sedona experience. Wasn't that uh, pretty? Um, it was, you were like uneasy. I'll skip. It? I need to get this. Uh, she's going to skip. So she, yeah, phone call. But, when, you, when you're doing business, it never stops. Yes. But I like how you handle that. Yeah. So that could have went yeah. two ways. Yeah. It could have been the aggressive way. Listen, my name not Jamal. Tell your kids to get off my thing. And then that's y'all have just true. been beefing the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's where the humility comes in. So it takes humility to know you not wasn't wrong. Yeah. But to still say, hey, here you go. I apologize for my guys doing that when your kids come, blah, 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 blah. Now, whatever he does with that, that's on him. That's true. But at least for you, you did what, in the sight of God, what you should have mm-hmm. did. So mm-hmm. what happens is a lot of people would take that same thing and the energy would be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you're beefing with your neighbor this whole time. Now you're standing next to somebody that, because you have a choice. This is the thing. Yeah, there's choices. You have a choice. Agreed. I tell people all the time, you have a choice whether to be happy, to be sad, to be angry. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. Yeah. That's an emotion, but that's an emotion that you can control. Yes. So yeah. you had a choice, and you made the choice to befriend him, or at least show humility and show Compassion. love. The Bible said, "Love conquers all." You showed him mm-hmm. love, and now you're good. Yeah, you know, however he handles it from there, that's on him. But at least for you, you're good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I peace. think that's how you're at peace. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that's what I tell you. I'm not. So my thing is, I live in the moment. Yeah. I don't worry about what happened five minutes ago, mm-hmm. yesterday, and. Um, I'm inspired by my future, but I don't worry about the future. Mm. I live in the moment. Mm. So right now, I choose to be happy. True. I'm not going to allow anybody to take my mm-hmm. happiness. And I'm not going to give you, I don't care how mean or mad or rude you are to me, I'm not going to give you that power True. over my happiness. Because mm-hmm. right. Right. you're right. going to go back home and be happy, yeah. and then I'm over here upset and mad. True. Because so that means I gave you power over me. Yeah, yeah. that don't make no sense. What we do, so we have to stop giving people power over yeah. us. Let them be who they be, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna still walk out happy. Yeah, step away because I'm living right now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be joyful right now. I want to be happy right now. 
And that's how I'm going to live. That's great and advice. I'm going to take that. Take it, and then I'm coming back to you I'm for take the school that. because I want to yeah. talk about. Well, I was going to yeah. dive into that because I'm going to take that because right right now, like, I go to school. So okay. I, you know, my class or whatever. But yesterday, I just couldn't. I just felt myself being so judgmental towards everyone. But it was because I, I was hanging around with, like, these individuals that had to instantly judge everything. Mm-hmm. Like one of our st- one of the classmates was like talking really loud, and this t- this whole the group of girls, the whole table was like, "Oh my God, can he just shut up? Oh my God!" And then I started like, "Oh my God, can he just shut up? Can he like?" It started like you know attacking me, and that was like a couple weeks ago, and they started growing and growing, and growing until yesterday I had enough. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said, like we shouldn't let anybody take the joy from us. Like we have the right to control our emotions so i me being me you know trying to solicit like people's opinions but here it is here this is what i needed to hear because i went on my instagram and i was like people what have you done like tell me what you've done because i've prayed about it and it hasn't gone away like am i you know i was just stuck on it Mm -hmm. but i like that i have control control. over my own emotions give you another little secret here god is predestinated us from the foundation of the earth Mm -hmm. god already knew what you was going to go through yeah this is the thing that a lot of people don't realize is God already gave you mm. everything you need. It's already there. So sometimes we say, hey, just pray about it. You really don't have to pray about it. You just have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to do that's it. Dope. He's already given that's it dope. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said before the foundation of the earth, I created you. I give you everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's already given it to you. So that's why I said it's all mental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't realize how powerful our minds is, our minds are. That's because dope. it's mental. Once you realize, oh, man, God already gave me the power. I ain't got to sit up here yeah. and pray for two hours yeah. to give me peace. I already have peace. Because yeah. God don't work in, in, in magic. He, and he doesn't, yeah. work, he yeah. doesn't work in time. Yeah, yeah he's, exactly. he's, in, he's here and he's here. And in the middle, he's at the past, the mm-hmm. future, and right now all at the same time. Yeah. He's already given you the joy. He's already given you the happiness. You just have to tap into it. That's true. What happens it's, it's is omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. Yeah, you know what, dude? I'm glad you hit on that. I want to take this to the Title One schooling. I haven't it because I want. I want I, before we get out of here, we got to talk about prosperity. We got to talk about a little bit of financial literacy. I want to talk to you, teacher. Mm-hmm. I think our school systems are backward too. Mm-hmm. Like, Title One schools get money for not performing, mm-hmm. you know. So we're already planting the seed of of poverty into our kids from a very early age. Mm-hmm. If you don't hit a certain standard, mm-hmm. and your school doesn't hit a certain standard, we're going to give you money. And then once you hit that standard, we're going to take that money away. True. So, and I think that you know we talked about the subconscious, and obviously the kids don't understand that, mm-hmm. but but. As we get older and we start to experience prosperity, some of us lose it because we're, we're, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing with it. So I, that question is for both of you guys, because what's your thought on that? And how do we change and break that welfare mentality with our kids? Because we we can grind and we can get the money, but can we keep it? I, I, you know, and we can, you know, again, have to, we always talk about part one, part two, but yeah. systematic racism, um, you know, I think sometimes we, we reward folks for not grinding and working there as you said their ass off and working hard but if you have more babies i'm going to give you more money i just think that that's that's the wrong message to send so can you help our listeners i think it also goes back though like back to the school thing it's how he said mike said the mentality the parent parents don't have the right support system they don't have the right mentality to tell their kids hey 
you know, push harder or, hey, I need to find a mentor for my kid and this school is not going to help him that much, so I need to go find something else. It's the mentality of our parents have. It's kind of like this is what you get and that's what you get. And then when you graduate high school, then you can do whatever you need to do to make sure you're good. Not we're not start, They're not starting from the beginning and saying, hey, you know, this is how life is going to happen. This is how you're going to be seen. But don't don't put it in your head and then do it instead do it this way so i feel like there, i feel like there's not yeah i feel like we need to have more conversation at home being like hey this is what you're going to see a lot in the society in society but that's not what you are yeah. and you're way better that's true. Than so yeah, that's and this is the the, the the real root of it is is the parents don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they haven't been taught yeah. how are you going to teach your kids if you haven't been taught mm-hmm. And that's really where it starts. The parents need to, you know, they grew up in a time where, you know, especially for me, I grew up in an era where nobody had a father in their home. We had one guy in the neighborhood that had a dad. He was like a unicorn. Wow. None of my friends. Mm -hmm. School, junior high, high school, none of my friends. A couple cousins had my uncles, but nobody had a father. So we grew up in an era where there was no father in the home, so we wasn't taught certain things. Mm-hmm. Now we're the fathers, and now we're realizing, oh, man, I want to be better. What I will say is now more black fathers involved in their children's life yep. than it's been in yep. 20, 30 years. Yeah, absolutely. You but, know. But, but don't, don't, mm-hmm. oh, 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 y'all got me going now. now but now let's go back well, to the school. Well, well, no, no, but not the schools, because she brought up the parents, and you brought up no fathers in the home. Why weren't fathers in the home? Well, the father. Why, so tell the, me why. The, why? Because the I black think community, I think. in the black community, the fathers wasn't in the home for a couple of reasons. For one, we had the crack epidemic. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. messed mm-hmm. everything up. And then mm-hmm. we had welfare, where they said if you had a man in the home, mm-hmm. you couldn't get assistance. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. During that, that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. During that time. Seventies. You, you couldn't have a the seventies, eighties, nineties. If you had a man in the home, you couldn't get assistance for those kids. Because and then you had the, the, the then you had the drugs. The drugs was heavy yeah. in the black community. And crack was a black drug. And cocaine was, was a white drug. drug. And and the the sentencing rate was totally, totally different. different. So so, so systematic wow. racism. Yeah. yeah. So, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun, fun fact. Uh, yeah. Fun fact. This is an, an illegal fun fact, but good thing that a lot of people hear it. Fun fact: a lot of way more white people use cocaine then i'm pretty sure a black man does like doctors dentists yeah but it was, it was a slap crazy. so Absolutely. you had you had the crack epidemic yeah you had black men going to prison on a, they had In the three high strikes incarceration high incarceration mm-hmm. rate then you had the welfare agenda yeah. so you had all these systems against you know so and 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 we didn't know how to address it at that time because it was mm-hmm. still fairly new to us yeah it was all new so it took us growing up to realize I don't want to go down that path of drugs. I don't want to go down that path of not being there for my kids. Mm. But we had to go through that era and now everything is getting back better, but there's still a system going on. Yeah. Let's talk about, we talk about the school. The school system is based off, is set up that way mm-hmm. purposely. Yeah. Right. They, now they don't even have trades in school anymore. I remember mm-hmm. when I was going to school, at least you can learn a trade. Right. You can't even learn a trade anymore. If you learn a trade, if you learn how to do flooring or drywall or electrical, you Welding. set. Yeah, you're set. You, set. Mm-hmm. you can always have a job. They can't get robots to do everything. So, man, th- that's so good. And Edith, you, you bring up a good point, but we can't just blame it on our parents for they didn't know it was th- their mentality. So, 
what, what, you know, you have a grind, you have a grind, you have a grind, I have a grind. So is it, I mean, either you have it or you don't, or because we can't say geographically, if I grew up in this community, I grew up in LA when the blacks and the Hispanics were at war. Mm-hmm. And I seen a lot of craziness in my neighborhood and I knew I wanted something better. Yeah. So so I knew from a very early age that I wanted success and I, mm-hmm. I knew what success looked like and yeah. it wasn't where I was at yeah. and I was going to chase it. So yeah, okay, I believe what you're saying about the parents and the mentality and they don't know. I believe that. I believe that there was a crack ec- epidemic. I, I believe yeah. that. I, you know, it's history. But you you didn't fall to that. You came from Detroit. You were talking to me about how you had to go to bed at night. Yes. So from street to entrepreneur. So right? one of my one of my uh, uh, I don't know, businesses it was uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, I was a um, what they call it? Uh, 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 street pharmaceuticals. <laughs> An expert in street pharmaceuticals. And I used to have to sleep with a AK forty seven next to my bed. Oh, wow. And but I knew, I, you know, one thing that helped me. I was scared. I was afraid of jail. Right. Mm. I never wanted to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And I only, I really only did it because I felt like that was the only thing I could do at that time. But I always knew that wasn't my. I knew I wasn't gonna retire off of that. Mm-hmm. And realistically, I make more money now than I ever did. Yeah. Doing that type of life. Yeah. You know, um, but it was something that I did at the time because I grew up in an environment where that was what people did. What people did. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, um, everybody's not built the same. You're built different. I'm built different. You build different. Yeah. Some people just have that grind and that hustle, and some people don't. So my wife, she works, she's a director at an insurance company. She loved corporate America. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. They never seen my value. Yeah. I never worked anywhere as a manager. I was always a worker. Mm-hmm. I had to start my own business before I became a boss. Mm-hmm. You know, but and school didn't work for me. So I had to figure it out. So it's it's so many different things to untangle and 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 I think you can't uh dive at it all. Yeah. But what you do is is let your light shine mm-hmm. to like this this podcast here. Mm-hmm. This will enlighten somebody. Somebody yeah. will be able to listen to this and be like, "Man, if he did it, mm-hmm. I can do I it." I can do it. And that's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to get as many people as we can touch and listen to us. You can do it. Yeah. You well, don't speak, have to. speak to the youth right now because I'm a big uh, proponent of the youth. When you was a pharma, a street pharmaceutical rep, yes. sleeping with an AK-47, <laughs> how was your sleep compared to now being a, a successful entrepreneur? It was no sleep. It was light sleep. It was stressful. It was... And any time, you know, somebody broke into my house, I got robbed. It was, um, you just never knew when that was it. Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. always in that drug game, somebody yeah. always wants to overtake somebody you. Somebody overtake you. So, the, only, the good thing about me, I wasn't flashy. Right. So if you didn't know me, know me, mm-hmm. you didn't know. Yeah. That's true. I kept it. I was very, I was, I, to the best of my ability, I was trying to be smart with it. Because yeah. I didn't want to be out there where somebody can rat on me or tell on me and things like that. But that was a road, that was a path I went down. Um, I regret it now, but at the same time, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it taught me some things. It taught me um, some things that I was able to use in real life or mm-hmm. in, in legit stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and, you're bl- and you were blessed enough to make it out alive. To make it out alive. Because, yeah. Or not go to jail. Because, or go mm-hmm. to jail. Because that lifestyle, obviously. You, you, you know, dead it's, in jail. It's, yeah. That's it. You're yeah. not retiring from that. You're not retiring from that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's super dope, man. That's super yeah. dope. Um, 
I want to I want to circle back to uh, pr- you know prosperity and, and creating generational wealth. You know, we're That's looking beautiful. for land. We're looking for you know um, um, other opportunities, business opportunities, investments, four hundred one ks, IRAs. So, is there anything that I'm missing, or have you done that? And and can you tell our listeners what you're doing on top of just being an entrepreneur? So, what I'm doing is I'm um, I'm working on my third house right now. I, I have a house that me and the family stay in. We have a rental property, and we're getting a new house built. Mm-hmm. My goal is to have ten rental properties. Um, I have because I have a business. I had to get a solo 401k, and then I take the money out of the solo 401k and put it in an IRA Roth. Mm-hmm. That's for my retirement. Because as a business owner, there's no retirement. You have mm-hmm. to make your own retirement. Right. Yeah. Um, also, as a business owner, you are able to give your kids twelve thousand a year, tax free. That's true. You could put it in their accounts, and then when they get old enough, they can utilize it. So it's a lot of things that you can do. Did Jazzy hear that? I don't know if Jazzy, Jazzy's over there. I don't know if she heard that. She said, I thought her head would have flipped around quick, Mike, right. when you're dropping knowledge. He's dropping nuggets. Can you say that you one more time? You can give your kids 12000 a year. Yeah, as a business owner. As a business owner. And it's a tax write-off. A tax write-off. So it's a lot of things. So for me, um, but this is the thing. I learned this as I grew Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff we don't know, yeah. so we're not able to utilize it or tap into it. Like I believe everybody should have an LLC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have their own. Whatever you have a business or not, use the LLC for tax purposes. So you can write off your gas, and you can write off this area of your house. True, you can true. write your car note off, and you can write these things off, and you can build. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. don't look at me crazy, youngster things, over there. It's these things that preaching, we don't Mike. know about. So let's talk about generational wealth. Again, it goes back to our parents wasn't taught. Our mm-hmm. grandparents wasn't taught that. So when it was time to pass the information on to us, they didn't know. We had to learn as we grow. Yeah. So now I'm trying to teach. I'm teaching my kids. Not trying. I am teaching my kids. This is the next level. How does that look like? Like, do you use like apps, or do you bring them into your business? Do they observe? How old are they? Like, how does that look uh, like? So my oldest is 25, and I have a 22 year old, and mm-hmm. 13, 12, and six year old. Mm-hmm. So. 25-year-olds, she's seen a lot. 22-year-olds, mm-hmm. he's seen a lot. The younger ones, they're still young. And it's, it's a catch-22 because they're all girls, and I spoil them to death. Mm. So it's almost the struggle is what made me who I am. Right. So sometimes with them not having to struggle, yeah. their, their, uh, their um, desire or their uh, tenacity or wanting to do something is not as like I would want it to be. But yeah. I continue to plant those seeds Mm -hmm. i was talking to my daughter this morning say hey you need to start your own business yeah i don't harp on it and i don't get mad that she doesn't do it but i have to continue to put these seeds and put these thoughts in her head so eventually one day it'll click and she said okay dad i'm ready Mm -hmm. absolutely i i I like that i've been talking to jazz about you know and it's funny because i I resonate your story resonates with me because I'm, i'm soft on her because I've, I've made the, the lifestyle for the, my kids and I've grinded it, but also I don't want to enable them. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling her there's got to be a cutoff where you have to go buy a house and you can rent out, uh, you know, get a four bedroom house and you rent out the other three rooms. Right. And in two to three years, you take the equity out of that house and you buy another house. Exactly. And you take the equity out and we just we just duplicate that, you know, and and before you know it, you got six houses. So that that is a conversation we're having, but that is generational wealth. That's mm-hmm. what you know, right generational there. wealth. And so. that's a beautiful thing because what happens is sometimes our children think, oh, that's going to take a long time. 
But time is time is quickly. It's yeah. like this. Like I started my business in 2013. It's 2022 now. I'm like, dang, yeah. I've been mm -hmm. in this business almost 10 years now. Dang, that's a long. You know what I'm saying? So to put that play, put that in place, mm -hmm. put that play in order. So you know, getting the, you know, helping our kids have good credit before they get out the house. Yeah, to have a plan. Not, not necessarily saying, hey, you have to leave at 18, but you know, you can still stay there. Mm -hmm. You know, my goal is to, I want to buy three condos for my three daughters at home. Yeah. So when when it's time for them to go, if they decide to go, they already got their own place. They don't have to worry about that. They're already gonna have their own vehicle, so they don't have to worry about that. And they're gonna have money in the bank already, so they don't have to worry about that. So they can get a, a jump start mm -hmm. on life, cause life is real. Yeah. yeah, and they and, and and you've taught them not to play the race game. I love I love yeah. our discussion today because yeah. here's a black man that has done some things, you guys. And I I know this this race topic is going to be sensitive for some people. Some people may be offended. Some people might even take my black card from me. And be like that brother ain't black. He 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 thinks that you know there's no such thing as racism. We know that slavery was real and it existed. Yeah. But here's the deal: you got brown business owners that are making it and we're not using the race card as as Please something don't. to hold us down mm -hmm. and we're not Please in don't. balls and chains anymore and, no. and all that and we have an opportunity so i'm i'm super excited to have you come on here and share your views because i think too many of us get caught up that the system is not letting us succeed and i mm -hmm. think in america today everybody has an opportunity everybody yeah. has a chance to succeed so i'm gonna say this one last thing my wife this is going to sound crazy. She's probably had about <laughs> five jobs in the last nine years. Mm. And this is, this, is, this is why this is so important. Now she's a director of an insurance company. When she first started, they said in order to get this position, you need a degree. Yeah. Then she was able to move to another company that said they didn't, they didn't care about that. Then to go up higher, you need this to get that degree. Mm -hmm. And she just switched to another company to go higher. So... She's in a she's a black woman. She's a director, mm -hmm. which is not many directors in the insurance business as a whole. And she has never said the white man has stopped me from getting here. She just maneuvered around. Mm -hmm. There is if there's a will, there's a way. Truth. So I don't want to hear well corporate America this like this is is I've seen her go from job to job, and it might seem like she's jumping, but she just opportunity presented herself. Yeah. She interviewed great. She was what they needed. Mm -hmm. And she's damn good at what she do. Her strengths, yeah. Like what happens is people want to be managers and supervisors and directors, but they don't want to put in the work. Truth, yeah. truth. They want to be, uh, I'm black and I should be able to just come in late. Yeah. Or leave early and I still should get that position. Why they give it? Why they give it to this person over here? Mm -hmm. Because they're working for it. Truth. You don't don't use that as a crutch because you're black or you're this or you're that, so you can be lazy. And mm -hmm. still expect to be successful. That just doesn't work. No, I think our I think our grandparents and our moms and, and, and grandfathers, they set us up for success. They went through the real struggles mm -hmm. uh, uh, when it was real tough. Man, you gave us some free game. Jay Z said game for nine ninety nine. This game this game was free. But always before I close, Mike, man, uh, I want I want to give the ladies an opportunity to ask you one last question because. This is good stuff, man. We got him here. So, uh, Edith, you got anything for Mike before he leaves? Business, race, LLCs, Ross, anything. Like, he's here. He's right here in front of us. Mm -mm. Edith is saying no. Jessica, you have anything? Yeah, I, I just I just want to, like, I'm, I'm always about community and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. what... 
do you go back to Detroit and give back or do you just say, you know, I'm going to give back to where my kids are? How does that look like for you? You know what? I um, I used to have a nonprofit program. Mm -hmm. um, I see greatness in you. And actually, uh, mm -hmm. I mentored one of Glenn's group homes for a year. Mm -hmm. So and then during the pandemic, I partnered up with a church and we gave out food boxes for a year straight. Wow. We gave out probably... 50,000 boxes of food and 100 tons of just That's amazing. stuff, you know. So for me, I'm big on helping in the community. And um, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I really need to get back into it. I haven't done it in a, in a little bit. But um, I don't necessarily go back to Detroit to do it because I've really been in Arizona longer than I've been in Detroit yeah. at this point. And then I have an uncle that has a, a community center that he's building in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, try to send him money to help him out in that area. But um, I don't go there enough to really affect the community like that. Mm -hmm. So I try to get involved where I am right now. You know, so some people say, "Oh man, you got to go back to where you came from," and yeah. that's true. Some people do if you're able to. Mm -hmm. I'm never, I'm never there. I, don't, I rarely go to Detroit. Mm -hmm. um, but here in my own backyard, you know, there's people that need help. Yeah. You know, I want to remind you, our back, our bike drive was that last year. Yeah, the bikes away. Mm -hmm. uh, Ballard Interiors and Walk on uh, Walk on Me Flooring donated five hundred dollars. Oh, so gosh. yeah, brother. I, I hey, listen. I know uh, all the folks that sewed into that project. Mm -hmm. uh, so you you blessed us last year with with bikes and you, you did your thing. Um, so yeah, you're you're impacting your community for purpose That's right it. here in AZ. That's it. But hey, brother. Hey, before I before I get let you get up out of here, I'm gonna tell you guys, he's the real deal. He's actually uh, remodeling one of our group homes. He's doing the floor right now at one of our group homes. Anytime um, I get a chance to do some remodels, I use Walk On Me Flooring, Ballard Interiors. One more time, man. Let the listeners know where they can find you. Well, you can find me Ballard Interiors at Ballard Interiors on Instagram and Facebook, and then Walk On Me Flooring. A Z for Facebook and walk on me flooring. Just walk on me flooring for Instagram. There you have it. You have hey, it. and and as always, I pass the mic to our lovely co-host Jessica Munoz. Close us out. Thank you all for listening. We will be back on the next one. Yeah, yeah. Woo woo. That was great, man. Thank you, sir. Thanks for sipping the tea with us. Until we meet again, stay blessed.